Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Out of the gates and ready to go. Hot Mike with Hutton with Row underway this Thursday edition. We're glad you're with us as we broadcast from 6th and Peabody right here in Music City with Eob Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine streaming live on our YouTube channel. You can join us there by searching out OutKick, subscribing to the channel live today and tomorrow. And starting next week, you can catch it all on demand there, streaming live at OutKick.com through the Watch tab. Kelly Stewart is back. Kelly in Nash Vegas this week. In for Chad Withrow, who is still and remains snowed under in Nebraska. And it is game day, Kelly. It has arrived. It is. For K-State. It has arrived. I uh, would love to be in Orlando right now with my purple brethren, uh, but I am here because I'm a team player. I like to think of that. Like, I didn't. You're diehard both, both ways here. I, I really thought K-State was going to end up in Memphis again at the Liberty Bowl or the Texas Bowl again, and then they faltered against Iowa State late. And of course, they're 90 minutes from my house in Orlando, and I'd already agreed to be here. Well, there will be more football games. There, there will, will be. be more shows, and uh, you could join both. Uh, she's she's wearing purple. She actually has a you have a jacket as I well. I do. I do have my uh, very sweet K State nice jacket here. Uh, it's it's a little bulky. You know, everything right now is so oversized, so it looks a little ridiculous on air. So I'm just gonna sit here and be cold. Uh, <laughs> I think oh, wear it whenever you want to. It's game day. Kickoff coming up in a couple of hours. Yes. Right. The last 20 minutes of the show is going to be really funny because you're going to be asking me a question. I'm going to be uh, streaming the game on my laptop instead of actually paying attention. We'll know if there's a kickoff return uh, based on your reaction. <laughs> Trey Wallace will join us in 20 minutes. We'll discuss the bowl action and also preview the college football playoff and much more. Opt-outs and uh, those that are remaining and trying to actually play and have a great performance in a bowl game. Trey joins us coming up. Brett McMurphy from the Action Network also joins us in an hour. We'll get the latest on Florida State and their attempted uh, departure of uh, the ACC. And Armando Salguero, each and every Thursday, covers the NFL for Outkick.com. Ryan Leaf, also later this afternoon, college and NFL discussion. We'll get his take on Russell Wilson being benched. And Kelly, this is, uh, to me, it's crazy because of the the... The line of thinking that is being repeated by media and fans, of, uh, uh, not, not the majority, I wouldn't say, but many that are just uh, of the, not just opinion, but they're certain that Denver's trying to win. They did this for a spark, which I think is ridiculous. I can see that. This, this team, uh, they did it for a spark. Listen, we talked about this yesterday. Russell Wilson's not a leader. He's not liked in that locker room. They were one in five. They won, they won five straight games. Right. Okay, there, that was a spark. There's a couple arguments here. I don't think Russell's the guy. Sean Payton doesn't think Russell's the guy. I'm not saying they're going to go out and get better, but they might go get somebody that's a better fit. And well, I'm, I'm, I'm just mentioning for this week. There's not much of a drop off. The line's still three and a half. They're still a three and a half point favor over the Chargers. Right, they're playing the Chargers. You did it for a spark over the Chargers. Like Russell Wilson's not the better option against the Los Angeles Chargers right now. Maybe he's saying? not. I, well. The, so the, this this excuse 
when the the reality is they're benching him so that he will not get injured and allow he will he will pass a physical correct in he's March. getting he's getting the Derek Carr treatment but to to say right but to say oh we're doing this because we're trying to win a game we're doing this for a spark for our football team is ridiculous this is load management the NBA right now would be crushed on outkick if they were doing this uh, and Sean Payton is benching Russell Wilson for the exact same reason as Derek Carr was sat last season for the final two weeks of the season. The only difference is they're not going to be able to trade him. He has a no-trade clause. I think that... He, uh, he also is owed $39 million guaranteed, which they've already locked into next year. They're going to cut him and take the cap hit, but they're benching him so he's not injured, not because they're tired of losing. There's a difference there. If they wanted to... If they wanted to actually continue what they were doing, if they wanted a spark, they could have benched him weeks ago. Right, but here's the question. Are we actually asking coaches and organizations to be honest? They're not going to say that. Well, They're uh, not going to come out and say that. I'm, that's I'm more irritated by the, the repetitive, re, the just, everyone just regurgitating what Sean Payton is saying and throwing out there, but which is they but, need a spark. They, but that's what they, they all do. They're, there is a literal list of coaches that one of my buddies and I put together years ago about who you can trust and who you can't, whether you're listening to a press conference right. or whatever. There are some guys that definitely lie. And you do the opposite. I, no Sean doubt. Payton's not on that list. I don't think Sean Payton is a liar like Andy Reid is a liar. And I don't mean that as a disrespect to Andy Reid. But what Andy Reid says, I never believe. But with Sean Payton, I ha he doesn't have a history of just making things up. Right? Just for... Well... I think he's probably just trying to save some face. And not be like, hey, we benched him because he's not our guy. Don't you think? He's maybe just trying to be nice and like... I, I mean, I, to me... So, on the flip side, what's going to happen this offseason... Wilson's not going to be the only one that's gone. The general right. manager will also be out in okay. Denver. The new face of the Denver Broncos, it's not Russell Wilson. It's Sean Payton. That happened Correct. yesterday when they made this move. Um, well, you don't think that happened when they hired Sean Payton? No, it was I still do. Russell Wilson. He was there to fix the face of the franchise. The, the, the guy that they, had already, that they will have paid over $150 million to, and they're going to cut him, what, 15 months later uh, after the fact. Um, and and just, they're just going to take the hit. They're gonna, they will end up having to designate him post-June 1st, so they take less of a cap hit um, for 2024, but he's still guaranteed the $39 million. And, and Russell Wilson, again, no trade clause. If you want him off the roster and you want to move on, you're going to have to cut him. I, and at this point, they're going to do it post-June 1st, which is why they're not doing it now, even though they're saying Jarrett Stidham gives us a spark. We're, make, no, make no mistake, we're trying to win against the Chargers. You can win with the, against the Chargers with your defense and Russell Wilson, just like you did on a five-game winning streak. He provided that spark that, that Sean Payton says that they need right now. Whenever a new quarterback gets put into the mix, whether it be Jake Browning within right? the Bengals, whether it was Mason Rudolph last week, yep. it doesn't matter if they can win five or six games. They only need Jared Siddham to win this game. That's right. But that's all they need is this game in front of them. And that's, the, that's what's going to happen when they do because everybody's going to overreact to it not being Russell Wilson – the Broncos are going to go out there and win this game, and that's going to make Sean Payton look like a smart man. Now, that doesn't mean they're going to beat the Raiders Week 18. Well, but but see, Mike, I'm not I'm not irritated by Sean Payton. He's playing the he's playing the game based on the fact that the, the they don't want to pay him for two seasons. Correct. They want to lock they don't want to lock in 2025. That's fine. But just say that. And if he's not going to say that, the media should be saying this. They should the NFL should acknowledge this instead of saying, oh, uh, you know what what what's happening in Denver. 
each organization does their own thing. No comment on this. The NBA does the exact same thing, and the NBA, as a, as a league, is tired of it, and they put rules in place. Meanwhile, how many Russell Wilson jerseys were sold in Denver last year? And now it's a spark for the backup quarterback, and they're not playing the starter because he's being benched so he doesn't get injured and they don't guarantee him $39 million in 2025. That's the truth. It's not because they, that he's not capable of winning a football game. Well, I don't know how many they sold last year because they'd already started plummeting. There's a Denver sports article from August that says Russell Wilson's merch sales have plummeted from over a year ago. Compared, that was, compared to when they were uh, probably sky high. And, and now they're half price, by the way. Well, uh, yeah, because he's not going to be on the team. I mean, that's, but so if you're looking for a spark, why don't you do this earlier? If that's the Dobbs provided a spark in Minnesota, he was actually winning games as the starter. Uh, Tommy DeVito, that spark quickly went out, but we, we know about his agent and him and the, the appearances he was not going to make and then did make ultimately. Uh, Aiden O'Connell, I mean, how many, yard, how many yards is he passing for and wins over the Chiefs? It was like 85 yards. Yeah, he was. I mean, there's no that, spark. It's the defense. No, it's exactly the defense. And that's you mentioned why, Browning. Yeah. Browning I, gets blown out in Pittsburgh. Yes. Tommy DeVito was a spark somehow, some way for the New York Giants. Now Brissett in Washington. And all of a sudden it's, I mean, it, it, the idea that Jared Stidham is the quarterback in Denver next year is, uh, the starter is, it's going to be a rookie. But and if it's going to be Stidham, it's just a placeholder position. And, and fine, but maybe, just maybe Sean Payton knows what he's doing. Well, I don't, but I, he was getting the credit for knowing what he was doing when they went on a five-game win streak and he was up for coach of the year because they were in playoff contention. They got back to 500. And Russell Wilson was his quarterback then. I'm not trying to defend Russell Wilson either. I'm just, I'm looking at the situation and trying to understand why it's just not, it's not, uh, I feel like everyone's trying to do the NFL's bidding here. Like it's not kind of a cloak over the, Cloak over the, the eyes here, and you don't don't look over here where they're only benching the guy that is paid like a franchise quarterback because well they don't want him to get hurt, not because they want actually to win a game. If they win, if they win or they lose, it doesn't matter. They're getting rid of Russell Wilson. Right, but and Wilson's win, already been it. He knew next... he was going to be cut earlier, like months ago. But if they okay, so here's a serious question: They win the next two games, right? Yep. You think that that doesn't show that they? Should have bent Russ, benched Russ sooner. No, because I don't think it's ultimately going to be about Jarrett Stidham. Just like it's, it's, I mean, it's going to be more about their defense that vastly improved. The defense did vastly course. improve. Over the course. And they, I mean, they, you, if, do you remember that Super Bowl run, those two Super Bowl runs? Peyton Manning was a freaking statue out there. Yeah. And that defense got them to two Super Bowls. But, but I, you're right. It was, Manning had certainly declined, but... And I was kind of hoping that's what we were going to see. I was like, okay, cool. Bring me another old washed-up quarterback. Let's see what we got. And it just it wasn't a good fit. So in looking at the, the, the marriage of Sean Payton and Russell Wilson, because Sean Payton chose Denver. He did. Um, they had just given Russell Wilson, new ownership, had just given Russell Wilson this massive contract. And I'm, I think the, the vast majority of those looking at the situation would say that Peyton chose to go to Denver because Wilson was there. And then he gets there, and we know the offseason talk, right? Of We're doing the exact opposite of the regime that was here. The exact opposite of what Nathaniel Hackett was doing. He was also talking about the team president and the general manager, George Peyton, who, again, will be fired after the season. 
um, there will be a Peyton in charge, and it's Sean Peyton. He was already in charge when he was hired. But Kelly, the from from there to now, where they slapped a wristband on him uh, for play calls and changed the the habits of whatever Wilson was doing. He had his own office. He wouldn't talk to players. Whatever. Uh, the leadership factor had to change. And Wilson, in a tweet, said, "God's got me looking forward to what's next." And then he's he's already said that he was expecting to be cut after this season anyway, based on his contract, because of that lock-in guarantee for injury for 2025. That, I mean, the, the financial aspect is interesting because, I, because the, the debate in, in Major League Baseball is should, uh, should what the Dodgers did, which is, uh, I mean, it's totally fine to do based on the rules of what they're doing in the collective bargaining agreement across Major League Baseball, have the deferred payments until after so that you, Otani could get more players there, right? They're going to win. Um, we know about the contracts in the NBA. The players run the league. In this case, I think there's a lot of look the other way when they're benching a totally healthy, veteran, well-paid franchise QB in order to just make sure he doesn't get injured for financial reasons later. And they're going to take a huge cap hit after of course. having all this. And so do you think he's going to be playing for another team. Well, And that's where I was trying to figure out when you were speaking is where he's going to go. Obviously, there's a lot of teams that need yeah. a franchise quarterback. So, but at 35, I, he's 35 years old. He's Aaron Rodgers is 40. Well, but Russell Wilson's not Aaron Rodgers. I didn't say he was. Uh, but they have the same number of Super Bowls. Well, that's fair too. Um, Washington. I mentioned Washington yesterday because Washington was one of the three teams that wanted him and called Seattle about a trade. He wouldn't approve that. He didn't want to go there. Would you want to go there? The Giants also, no, but maybe now. The Giants also were in the mix then. They're being mentioned now. Washington's going to have a new head coach, of course, new owner. They already have a new owner, yeah. And the the question would be, who's the head coach? And is Washington going to go to the general manager route? Or are they going to hire a coach that's also going to be a Sean Payton? I don't know. I kind of wonder if Vegas isn't going to be more of an attractive spot at that point in time. Well, the... The cap, what is their cap space? They don't, I don't think they have a ton of it. Maybe they do because they paid Garoppolo. Let's look at their cap. So the, the cap space right now for the commanders? Well, of course. They have, they got, have $84 million dollars available. Money. Yeah. Uh, the Falcons have a lot too. But, I mean, pairing him up with a, a coach and Arthur Smith that if he's not fired now, he's on the hot seat. Again, there's, there's a lot of moving parts of the decisions of what will be going on. And, do you want to pair yourself with Russell Wilson and whatever it's going to take? It is going to be far less than what he's getting paid now on that deal, but he's going to be guaranteed a ton of money to just walk out the door. That's why they're going to have to release him. He's not going to approve any trade. When he, why, see, he wouldn't approve a trade if he can choose his team on his own. And you think he is good enough to be able to choose his team? Yeah, because I think he'll get um, enough. He, he will get enough looks based on the teams that we mentioned. I think they're still going to be interested in him. Well, given what they have. What that, they have and the cap space and available. Who's, for and who's some, available and who's out yeah. there. I mean, especially with the injuries that we've seen this year where some of these teams are on their third yeah, quarterback, know. you know, fourth quarterback. It's been, I mean, the, the Vikings are on their fourth quarterback. It's the, let's see, the, uh, so are the Browns. Yeah, the Browns, Joe Flacco, fourth quarterback. I mean, nuts. It, it's, it is nuts. I'm not saying that Russell Wilson doesn't deserve to have another shot at it. I just, at the tail end of your career, 
there's got to be some smart moves made, right? And the, the smart move was take the money in Denver and run. And now... Because things fizzled out in Seattle. Seattle looks brilliant right now. Oh my gosh, does Pete Carroll look like a genius right now? And and I'm over here bashing Drew Locke, like, see you later, take <sighs> he was the a guy. Part of that trade. Yeah, that's what I mean. As a Broncos fan, I'm like, don't let the door hit you. And goes out there and beats the Philadelphia Eagles for me. And I'm <laughs> telling you, I was not confident when I found out Geno Smith was not the starter that night. Drew Locke looked good. Was it the same with Fant? Was it, Fant was a part of yeah, that trade, right? He was, you know, and and you do kind of have to wonder. When you choose to make these decisions, right? So I'm trying to think of if if I'm Sean Payton, what is the end goal? It's 2024 is nothing's going to be fixed. I right. think another really crappy year for the Broncos. So 2020, are we really looking ahead to 2025 already? And how do you sell that to the organization? He's got to find his Drew Brees, which is, you know, the, the offense he had in New Orleans with the quarterback, very precise timing was always on point. That's not Russell Wilson's game. Maybe he'll get Aiden O'Connell. <laughs> Maybe. Or one of the other, you know, 30,000 quarterbacks are playing. No, I was just trying to think of a Purdue quarterback. Coming up, Trey Wallace talking college football. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Six the Peabody are located with Ehop Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Glad you're with us. Hot Mike with Hunt and Withrow rolls on. Kelly Stewart in the house, guest hosting for Chad this week. About to be joined by Trey Wallace, but first, the Outkick store up and running. Yes, it is. New improved Outkick store is finally live. Stock up on golf polos, t shirts. My favorite hat's coming up. That's me, most likely to yell at the ref. Shop.outkick.com. Got the, da- the dad hat right there. Yeah, speaking of, I got to get my dad some gear. I'm pretty sure that was my only task when coming to Nashville, and I've already failed. Trey Wallace likes a, a good dad hat as well. Joins us. You can read all of his great work uh, at Outkick.com, covering all things college football, our senior reporter. Uh, Trey, good to see you, man. Happy holidays. Yeah, happy holidays. Uh, crazy time of year and fun bowl games going on, and y'all looking for dad hats. Everything's uh, really falling in. Kelly's looking for a win in the bowl game for K-State later this afternoon. Good luck. Yeah, I know. Are you nervous? <laughs> You're nervous? Okay, here's the, here's the problem that people don't understand. I really don't care. Gambling, you care about no, K-State. No, no. You're decked no, no, out no. in... Okay. Listen, I care, but I don't care enough. If I thought NC State was worth a wager, I would wager on NC State. You didn't State. need a stylist for today is my point. Oh, she bought me these pants. <laughs> uh, knew she, knows, color, she knows though. purple is my favorite color, but purple is also my favorite color. But here's the thing you have to realize. Gambling ruins fandom. Opt-outs ruin fandom for me. Yeah, I, y'all are. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I I don't know if gambling. I mean, don't don't tell that to my family. The gambling you business, you say. <laughs> right. It makes you. It makes you. It, it makes it crazier because they want to throw down five hundred compared to one hundred on their favorite team. So I, I don't. True. Care. No, I we'll think it, I think it's just more that it takes away when I can look at a game objectively from yep. a math perspective from what I do day to day. 
It makes yeah. me a little bit nervous. NC State's got a really solid defense without one of their best defensive players. That's good news. They've only given up 11 rushing touchdowns all year, and K-State's going to throw a true freshman quarterback out there. That That's what he does. Uh, you're, you're right. So I would say uh, just being in the, in the sports business, it will take away some of your – you know, you, you end up rooting more for the headline or the storyline than the actual result. No, I end up rooting more for the money. Right, but in my case, I'm saying, like, it's the same type of mentality. Correct. There. Well, it's kind of like it's kind of like the chaos mentality where we're sitting here and, and Miami's losing 14 to nothing to Rutgers right now. It's right. like, you know, chaos factor is like, okay, that's better for that's better for us if Miami, you know, drops a game like that. You know what I mean? Because it, it's more to talk about. I, I don't know. It's it's a weird fine line we have to we have to cross. Trey, uh, Florida State, Georgia tickets are, are ruining uh, the the holidays for scalpers, uh, the secondary market. Yeah, it's, it's it's wild, you know, and and I've got to know a lot of these ticket brokers in the business uh, by covering these events, talking to them while, you know, I'm outside Mercedes-Benz Stadium or talking to them before, you know, I, I get to a venue or a basketball venue. And, you know, I, I, I got in touch with one and another one didn't, you know, want to be quoted and that's fine. But it... it, it we're in a, a, a fickle world right now when it comes to college football and when it comes to Florida State and when it comes to, you know, trying to to sell tickets to these bowl games. And, you know, that's the problem right now we're seeing with the Orange Bowl compared to some others. I mean, you know, it, it's 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 80 bucks to get in, you know, for a matchup that a lot of people thought, you know, right when right when look right when it hit. You know, these the ticket ruggers thinking, okay, well, Florida State fans are going to gather all these up because now they're going to be able to go against Georgia and they can prove that, you know, they're they're a national championship worthy team. Um, but we're, we sit here in this spot now and and tickets drop, ticket prices continue just to drop. And, and, and it's surprising to me in a way. Um, but also it's like, okay, Florida State, you know, their, their season truly ended uh, yeah, once they won the ACC title. So, you know, it, it is a, um, it's another thing too is is Jonathan like I look into this type of stuff like I, I dig this you know looking into prices and looking into how many tickets are being sold and whatnot and you have to remember too Georgia fans are tired of traveling you know they've spent a lot of money in the last three years watching their team play for national championships so it is a hot conversation on social media today uh, didn't I didn't expect to go that crazy but it has and uh, I'm just interested to see what this game's going to look like Saturday afternoon at four o'clock. I say opt-outs ruin my fandom. I, I I do say an opt-out has increased my interest in Tennessee, Iowa at the quarterback spot with Nico over Milton. Uh, it, You're not going to give his last name a go? No, I'll let Trey do it right now. Ema. Okay, <laughs> Sorry. Nico. Trey, this is the joke with me, Trey. I don't mean to put you on the spot. I It took me like four years to pronounce Tua Tagovailoa. So there, now we got a brand new Pacific Islander last name that is going to be very hard for all of us to pronounce. Like a two million plus, and I can't say his last name. <laughs> Just thank God, you know, goodness Burnless is not around trying to pronounce his name. Let's go you know. to the ball. Davey uh, yeah. has discovered. Ia Ame Leava. Ia Ame Leava. Nico Ia Me Leava. Oh my right. gosh. Yeah. That one. So, yeah. That's, that's simple. That's call, call me in three Davey years. Nailed it. Call me in three right. years when he's transferred to four other schools. Dave, uh, uh, real quick, Trey. So we saw Milton last year in this spot at the end yeah. of the season. He played well. What if Nico right. sucks? Yeah, man, that is. is <laughs> I've had a couple of conversations with folks, and they're, you know, a little, a little worried on that front because what you're doing is you're, you're, all you're doing right here is setting 2024 up. Exactly. That's it. I, I mean, you know, so 
know, with the Joe, the Joe Milton thing, I know it was back and forth on whether or not he was going to play or, or not. I, I think it worked out for the school. I think it worked out for Josh Heupel that Joe Milton kind of took a step back and was like, okay, I'm not going to get hurt before, you know, my, my chances at the NFL, but you kind of hit it. Like when we talk about college football and NIL over the last two to three years, the biggest name that I think what this thing really got kicked off was with Nico. And, and it was all because of the reported, I'll leave it at that contract of how much he is making at Tennessee. But, but putting that aside, you set yourself up, you're playing an Iowa defense. that is tough. I mean, we all watched, you know, we've all watched probably one or two Iowa games this year. We know their defense is really good. Their offense, not so much, but you put yourself in a situation where, you know, you you want to have, you know, the Josh Heupel wants to put Nico in the best spot when it comes to offensively, and you want to set him up where he has that confidence heading into 2024. And I think it's so I think it's an interesting spot. They weren't going to put Gaston Moore, you know, back there at quarterback. So we look at it right now. I think it was the right move. I, I, I'm not saying there was some kind of influence, I think, in any other way. But we kind of saw that the, the good thing about it for, for Joe Milton last year, Jonathan, you brought it up before the Orange Bowl game against Clemson. He had already played in two other games. You know, this is going to be Nico's first start ever in college. And, and, and the only action he's seen is mop-up duty. So I a little bit of trepidation. I'm sure the Citrus Bowl people loved it because I'd imagine, you know, you yep. had a, a what, a couple, maybe – Probably a, a couple thousand, maybe two thousand, something like that. More fans want to show up and watch that. I mean, I know I have a couple family members on my end that ended up buying tickets after Nico was announced. So you look at this overall. I, I think that this is going to be very key when it comes to the development of Nico. And uh, this is a name, man. This is a name we wanted to see for a long time, and we're finally getting to. Trey, before uh, Kelly takes us to the college football playoff. Uh, the the sites there with the matchups uh just yep. quickly missouri ohio state and the cotton bowl just perception of missouri all season what they've done and what they can do in this game i, I think i think brady crook and i think i think schrader at running back i think they're going to put the dagger in ohio state they're going to leave them with two losses to finish out their season i, I just i like what missouri's doing and and i know a lot of people don't like eli Drinkwitz, and I, I get it at times i understand it but i think on the football field luther burden at wide receiver this is a football team that's going to cause ohio state problems in my opinion uh i think missouri wins this game if, if they do kelly both teams would be 11 and 2 to finish the season missouri would be 11 and 2 oh listen i get it i i I'm still patiently waiting to see if marvin harrison jr is going to play he hasn't yeah. opted out but he hasn't he really? needs to, he needs to opt out. He, he, of course, he that. needs to opt out, but he they haven't said it. Are we going to find out a game time? He hasn't really practiced all week either. I'm trying to remember what happened last year with Jalen Hyatt. If he announced, you know, like during the week, or did he announce? I, I, I'm trying to remember that, but that, you know, no, he, Hyatt, he announced after he partnered with Hyatt Hotel, didn't he? That's correct. Yeah, the Blitnikoff Award winner. So you know, we're we're looking at this spot, and and that happened during Bowl Week by the yeah, way. Right, so, right. You know, very interested to see about the Marvin Harrison thing. I think he sits out. There's no reason to go out there. We've seen a number of injuries. Look at the Texas A&M quarterback. He got hurt on the first play last night. What if something happens like that with Marvin Harrison? You're not going to risk that. You're absolutely no right. That was, that was uh, a sight to see. I yeah. felt terrible because you're, you're right. You don't want to play in a meaningless bowl game, right? Some of these don't mean anything to some of these kids. Marvin, Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to go what top three. 
Maybe yeah, and he'll, top that, two. That's, he's guaranteed between 35 and 40 million if he goes top three. And that's he doesn't have his quarterback, by the way, either. True. McCord's gone. And he played with all season. So. And in high school. True. Very true. Yep. So let's talk uh, some college football playoff. And I'm going to go Texas-Washington first because we haven't talked about it at all because nobody seems to think it's as noteworthy as Michigan-Alabama. So right now, as it stands, lots of love for the Texas Longhorns. I understand they have a pretty solid defense, but are we just overlooking this Washington offense and Michael Penix Jr. once again? I, I really hope everybody keeps overlooking Washington. I, I love Washington and Michael Penix Jr. and what they did this season. Um, I, I think this is a matchup that fits them really well, especially going up against Texas' defense. Uh, Michael Penix being able to get outside the pocket, it, you know, he, he's got a good receiving core around him that helps him out. His defense as well, I, I think, is up to the challenge going up against Quinn Ewers. Um, this is this is going to be a fun, exciting matchup. Like, you know, I, I know everybody gets caught up in the Rose Bowl, and I, and I get that. It's Alabama-Michigan Saban versus Harbaugh, but that Sugar Bowl – that could turn into a high-flying, high-octane matchup, you know, Monday night. And, and, and I do think that Washington right now is on that level where after beating Oregon, you look at this team, you're like, okay, all right, we saw them all year long. Can they do it? To me, Texas is kind of up there, you know, when it comes to a, a team like, you know, Oregon, you know, offensively. You got Quinn Ewers can throw the ball down the field, A.D. Mitchell. Yeah, I know they lost their running back. but. I like Washington in this game. I, I I do. That's where I'm going right now. I mean, we're we're three days away. Anything can happen, but I think this Washington Texas matchup might be we. It might be the show stealer. To be honest with you, we might, we might get a dud of a game between Michigan and Alabama, an old school game, and um, yeah, fireworks might start flowing off in uh, New Orleans. Trey Wallace Valkick with us on Hot Mike with Hutton and Withrow, Kelly Stewart as well. Uh, and hey, Kelly, you mentioned people are overlooking Washington. I think. The vast majority of us are overlooking Michigan against Alabama, and you're one that's not. You're in on Michigan. Yeah, I am in on Michigan. I'm in on Washington as well, and that's kind of what I wanted to ask Trey here. Okay, so if we like Washington here, right? They're catching four in the Sugar Bowl, but we actually think they're going to win. They would be essentially five-and-a-half, six-point underdogs okay. to either Alabama or Michigan. So let's just play devil's advocate here. You said you're really high on Washington in the national championship versus either one of those teams. We haven't talked about it. Nobody wants to talk about that matchup. They all want to talk about Alabama, Texas rematch. They all want to talk about Texas, Michigan. But again, no one's giving Washington the credit. So now that we have somebody that's kind of on my team here, I want to hear what you have to say. Yeah, I, I do think, look, that, that matchup, I think they, they I think they're suited weller weller. I think they're suited better against, you know, Michigan's defense, in my opinion. If Washington was going to win a national championship, I just like what Alabama does off the edge. Um, I love Dallas Turner getting after the quarterback. Um, but I, I think this like this Michigan Alabama game, like I, I, I people are looking at it. Okay, JJ McCarthy versus Jalen Milrow. You know, what are these offenses going to do? It's really going to come down to who can establish a running game here. Um, I, I and, and another thing too is I don't really trust either team's secondary. Like that's the other thing that kind of stands out to me between Michigan and Alabama is that, is that I've seen holes this year. I've seen where they've been able to give up a lot of yards down the field. So it's going to come down to me to, personally because we both know what Jalen, you know, Jalen Milrow can do, and JJ McCarthy with their legs getting outside the pocket. I love Jalen Milrow coming out today. You know, and and talking about how Bill O'Brien pretty much told him he sucked and he would never make it as a quarterback. 
and look where he's at now. You know, it's it's those type of things that have made me enjoy watching Alabama, a team that's gotten better ever since that South Florida game. They just every week continue to figure out how to get better. But if we look at it right now, and if let's just say, let's just say Michigan beats Alabama, which I think can definitely happen. That Michigan-Washington game, you know, you you got a guy in Michael Penix Jr., who, in my personal opinion, is better than Jalen Milrow and better than J.J. McCarthy. Not by a lot, just, just for his ability to get outside the pocket and ability to stretch the field. That'll be a wild matchup for a national championship in Houston, you know, and, and it's not going to be the one that the television networks want either. The television networks are dying to get Texas versus Alabama one more time, Sarkeesian versus Saban. But I'm very interested to see what happens after we get done with the Rose Bowl game and and if Washington can survive and and get past Texas. It sets up for a crazy week in Houston, man. And and, and I don't know about the narrative surrounding Harbaugh and the sign stealing and whatnot, but we will have a lot of things to talk about. If Michigan loses on Monday afternoon, a lot of things start coming to fruition. Jim Harbaugh's contract, the investigation that's still going on. I think we're going to see a lot of pieces get moved and the whole him going to the NFL type of deal that I do think he's flirt ready to flirt with the NFL again. It's going to be a crazy week next week. And not just because we have a semifinals uh, on Monday. Trey, happy new year to you, man. Happy New Year to you guys. I hope it's uh, it's been fun. I've seen Kelly two weeks in a row now. Uh, Not we've a bad done this thing. Two in a row, yeah, so it's been a great time. Along. I appreciate Trey's insight. Kind of gives me out of just a little bit more on the college football, you know, X's and O's side. Trey Wallace there. You catch his content at Outkick.com. Coming up, we discuss NFL news, notes, and headlines from the week. Next. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And Kelly Stewart's in for Withrow this week. Welcome back. Hot Mike with Utton Withrow across the Outkick Network. Sixth and Peabody, our location with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Starting January 3rd, the only place to catch Outkick's original and fearless shows live will be on our website. You'll be able to catch up on YouTube uh, post-show, but for our live unfiltered content, head over to the Watch tab at Outkick.com. Top of the page, click Watch, and you are good to go with all of the live content streaming at Outkick.com. The Pop-Tart Bowl, kicking off in an hour. Kelly, K-State. Two hours. Is it two hours? We got two hours. If it was in an hour, we'd have a real oh, problem. Oh, it's, it's, it's 445 Central. Correct. Okay. 545 Eastern. Yes, trust me. If, otherwise, you would be really hating okay. me the last hour and 15 minutes. We would have it on show. behind the camera or something. Then we'd just get your live reaction to the game. No, I would just anything. have it on here, and you'd say, Kelly, were you going to ask the guest a question? I'd be like, oh, so sorry. Yeah, like, well, it's fine. It's, uh, I get accused of that quite often. You do? Uh, well, here's the funny thing. So some shows, I'm the host. Some shows, I'm You're, the analyst. Or the guest, yes. And, and I like to take a lot of notes, as you can tell. I'm a, I'm a big right. note taker. I like to ask questions and figure things out. Do you keep them up. after you fill this, this binder? This is binder the, up? It's, it's for the entire season. So, okay. And then, yes, I keep them, which I don't keep anything. But I like to like historically look at things. 
it's funny to me because I do catch myself being more focused on this than realizing <laughs> I'm actually on a live show. Like when you were texting me, like, hey, it's your turn to ask Trey a question. I was deep down a Twitter rabbit hole for a second trying to figure out a question that I had to do with Trey instead of, you know, thinking about the question for Trey. We'll have uh, Brett McMurphy coming up oh. uh, in about 20 minutes. We'll have to ask him about the Pop-Tart Bowl. We will. You okay. brought some Pop-Tarts. I did. Today. They're back here. Uh, I haven't eaten a Pop-Tart in I, what I would have thought was about 20 years. Probably sometime in college. Maybe high school. This was my go-to breakfast growing up. Pop-Tarts. Okay. But, so I... Grew up on a farm. We had okay. to get, I had to get up early with my brother. We would feed these bottle calves. Yeah. And I would, I, I would sacrifice an extra 15 minutes of sleep instead of allotting that time to eat breakfast. So I would just grab a Pop-Tart and go. That sounds about if right. If I had to ride the bus or, you know, get my butt to school on time. So I would do that instead. Yeah, uh, it's, it's I, a grab and go breakfast. I was up breakfast. before, you know, sunrise doing things on the farm. And, this and, may and, and some, some parts of the year, sometime of the year. This may be sacrilegious and uh, a mush, but I was a toaster strudel fan. Okay. Because I like to be able to put my own frosting yeah. on, and I like it warm. Like, somebody asked me today, they're like, oh, you're just going to eat it on toaster? I'm like, well, unfortunately, we're in a studio, you guys. I don't have a toaster. But if we you had were, a toaster, I would eat it. You were high class. We, you know, this, no, no, no. This is on a, a farm of this, its own. This, but this we, we didn't have enough money to own cows, though. Oh, okay. We had chickens. <laughs> no chickens. No chickens. Uh, so you've got the frosted. I, I go unfrosted. Oh, come on. I go unfrosted. Um, what is wrong with you? I don't like a lot of sweets. I, I don't, don't like, either. I don't, if I'm offered dessert, it's rare that I say, yeah, I'll, I want a dessert. At, at any dinner, um, anything like that. I'm not a sweet I, I mean, person. I, I'm not against it, but it's like, I don't know. I'm just, after oh. I have dinner, I'm not hungry. And you know, in the morning, I, I, I realize a lot of the cereals are nothing but sugar. Correct. I, I would go with live cereal, which has some sugar on it. If not for that, I would go with like, Frosted Flakes or something. I'm very Well, that's a lot of sugar. So you're telling me that you well, actually should have went Wheaties, which tastes like well, cardboard. Well, I, I would have Wheaties as well. Yeah. but Or like Raisin Bran, which is even worse than cardboard. But yeah, that probably has I, sugar too. I'm a steak and eggs breakfast person these uh, days. Favorite. I, so I go, was it strawberry? Yeah, strawberry. Unfrosted. Cher cherry's my favorite. Is it cherry? But they didn't have any. so The got, red. That's all I know. Uh, Not one the of our great. producers, Brooke, said that she liked the brown sugar cinnamon. I never had it. So I had to get one of those. See, that's like, a, that's like a cookie. I can see that. But then I also got the s'mores because I, I do like s'mores. Davey, what, what did you say you went with? Uh, the the go-to pastry? I was always big on the hot fudge sundae Pop-Tart. That, that was the go-to move didn't in high school. didn't even know that existed. Exactly. I was trying to get Kelly to get that earlier, but she said they didn't actually have it in stock. No, but you know what they had? An ego flavored one, and I was trying to what? think, what did that? Pass. What does an ego taste Hard like? Pass. It's got to taste like maple syrup. Why don't you just get an ego? Because you can't get an ego because you can't grab and go an ego. They're frozen. You got to put them in there. And you got to. Do you want? Do you want your pop tart warm or or right up? I would prefer it warm, but so it was not to, bad. You have to do the same thing with an ego. Yeah, it was not bad. <laughs> Kelly, I had the same reaction you did when Hutton said he preferred the unfrosted. Unfrosted. What? Unfrosted and coffee. It's my go-to. You are British. We were talking about Hutton's DNA Every, earlier. Everyone's He's, from Europe. Now, well, yes, but like I'm definitely Irish. I like steak and potatoes and carrots. That's it. Okay. Like, just I'm very. I don't simple know what I'm, where I'm from, but yeah, I'm. I just mean like I could just picture you being the guy that dipping your pop tart in no, your, dip, your bland no. coffee. Like you know, like like how they dip their cookies, but they don't. I'm British. Call them cookies. I would go with tea. Yeah, but they dip it in tea, but it's not. They're not called cookies. Crumpets. Like, tea no, and crumpets. they call it uh, biscuits. They call them biscuits, even biscuits. though they're cookies. I did. I, my parents did have a corgi. So that counts as British. That's Welsh, but okay. Well, I mean, whatever it is. But all I know is the Queen of England loved them. 
Oh, well, fair enough. There are like seven of them. Well, they're cute. The Have Royal you seen their little Corgis. wiggly butts? Yeah. They're very cute dogs. Uh, I, I agree. Uh, Murphy coming up. Also, Armando Salguero. Um, so, other than Taylor Swift, which has made uh, Travis Kelsey like a megastar, uh, he has been very smart in how he has leveraged all the attention. And he, he's responding and giving his opinion on what the Chiefs are going through on his podcast, which is what you do. And then he's responding to what he says on his podcast in the media, in the locker room, on Wednesdays, whenever the locker room's open for Chiefs media. And he's, I mean, I appreciate the blunt honesty. I just think it's a little too late to say, you know, it's more than just one guy like me playing like, you know, dog bleep. Um, it's not him playing bad. It's the other receivers dropping all of these passes to where I don't think Patrick Mahomes trusts anyone. Correct around Travis Kelsey. And if you're going to create the plays that we have seen Mahomes and Kelsey create, where for they just Mahomes knows he's going to break off the route the opposite way of what the call is is supposed to be, and he puts it right on the money, and they end up making the first down, getting the yardage, setting up third and short, getting the touchdown when it's crucial. It's easier to defend Travis Kelsey because you don't have the, the reliable receiver where you have to adjust defensively and actually pay attention to what the others are doing. There's no threat other than Kelsey, and it's more than Tyreek Hill. They lost Tyreek Hill. They still won a Super Bowl the, the following season. There's just no other threat to where it's like, okay, uh, we're going to play this base defense, and we're going to double Kelsey, and then everyone else is going to have to prove it. And, and that's it, literally and, what they and, did And for it wasn't years. Blake Bell. There was another tight end, though, that dropped. I mean, hit him right in the chest this past weekend. Um, a touchdown right, right between the numbers. Um, it's just, it's, it's frustrating. It's gotta be for them. Oh, you uh, can definitely tell they're frustrated, but it's more, it's more than just, Oh, you know, it, a group of players playing bad. It's very consistent and it's affecting Kelsey's play because again, you just, they can tee well, off when on you, Kelsey. When you play as a cohesive unit, and there's a couple of bad apples. There's a cancer of the locker room. There's no leadership. And I'm not using Kansas City Chiefs. I just right, mean as, right, a, right. as a unit as a whole. Right. I'm not saying that's what's wrong with Kansas City. It's just those things start to seep within the organization. And it, it really starts to fester. And I think that's what we're seeing in Kansas City is these small problems that started in the Detroit game that these receivers were dropping catches that they normally caught. Mahomes getting sacked more than he's used to the yeah. calls not going their way Travis Kelsey his security blanket is no longer but 16 picks now I think right that's a career high for him yeah it's been a really really frustrating year for that entire organization and I don't think it just changes because they play a bad Bengals defense this week you don't no I don't this is you don't think this matchup is a just the natural bounce back the natural bounce back was last week versus the Raiders after you beat the Patriots you capitalize again at home they didn't do that. And instead, things really started to unravel. And that's why if you look at, like, just look at the, the context of Kelsey's rant. Like, he drops more F-bombs than I do. I mean, yeah. gosh, the guy just lost his mind. Well, but that's what they do on their, on their, well, you're right, though. They're very blunt on the podcast. Dep depending though. on the show. And that's fine. He's allowed to speak freely. And right. with, air out his frustrations with his brother. I'm not worried about that. I just mean, traditionally, when you talk to the media, you, okay, we made fun of Sean Payton earlier, and you're like, yeah, I think that's a bogus kind of excuse. 
That's not what we're seeing here. But, well, but there, there's no definitive finger pointing either. I'm not used to Sean Payton doing that. You even mentioned like when is he? Yeah. Uh, he apologized for telling the truth earlier this year. Yeah. About Nathaniel Hackett. Then the not Jets allowed won. to tell the truth. You know this. Well, you can, you can because uh, everyone loves Sean Payton now because he's winning. He he won he won five games in a row with with uh, Russell Wilson, and all of a sudden he's coach of the year candidate. Uh, listen, instead of the uh, I am very the cons- joke of the league. Whether it was Jack Del Rio, whether it was Vance Joseph, whether it was God, I, I have like blocked them out of my memory because right. there was so many bad Denver Broncos coaches. Yes. Right? Where you get a defensive minded coach in there and think it's gonna be all better and then You're just right. nothing. It has been a whirlwind for the Denver Broncos before the Super Bowl. Got lucky because you had Peyton and won a Super Bowl. Turn around and you're right back where you were with Jay Cutler in the mid-2000s and Jake Plummer. And I just said, okay, I'm done. I'm done being a fan. Sean Peyton has rejuvenated that. I almost thought about going to a game this year. I didn't. Almost. I thought about it. I thought about it. Almost. You, you thought about becoming the fan again. The the. Big fan going to one game. Listen, I don't do the cold as well anymore. I don't. I don't blame you. I don't <laughs> I, either. I have froze my butt off at Mile High the, Stadium in a the playoff game. The upper deck though. of a football game is the hardest ticket in sports to sell now because football is great on TV, and if you're going to the game, you want the amenities. You're going for the comfort level of the. You're going to the club level. You're going lower level, yes. so you're very close to the action. Yes. Or but you're even- or you're going. To the suites, which, I mean, no one's turning down that experience. So our Bucks tickets have suite access. Okay. And 90% of the time, I'm in the suite yeah. looking at the other games, the other scores. If it's a 1 p.m. Eastern kick, I, I had somebody ask me on Chris, uh, Christmas Eve, you wanted the tickets? I'm like, oh, it's two hours from now. I've, it's a 45-minute drive. Nah, I don't feel like it. it it's just one, like for free. Here, do you want these extra great seats? Mm, nah. I mean, I'm looking at the upper deck at Nissan Stadium here in Nashville this past weekend with the Seahawks, Titans. I'm like, what are these people doing? Yeah, and the, the buck seats that we have that are not in um, the club level are yeah. 10-yard line. See? that, And I can't see anything that goes on with the front row. They're great seats, except for when the action is on the entire end of the field, and I'm short, and I can't see anything, and I'm like, this sucks. And I'm on my phone, and it's almost dead because all I've been doing is checking the scores to the other games. Miami's getting it done. They've got the lap the uh, the iPad seats lower level. Have you seen these? No, Offense. I have not. When they, re- when they um, renovated Hard Rock, they've got suite level access, and then they also sell this bunch, this group of season tickets, padded seats. It's like uh, Southwest would love it because they can sell two seats in one. Yeah, like it's wide, like a the best recliner ever for a guy. Wow. And then you have uh, you know the outlet access to charge all your I devices. I've seen that. Plus, they give you the tablet to. Fantasy football, watch games, whatever you want. I haven't been to a Dolphins game in a while. I was there for you have a Hurricanes you have, game. You have uh, service. Uh, we do food service. Yeah. Wow. Bring See, it. I could definitely do that. You did this to Hurricanes game? I did, but they didn't have that available. And we sat on the Sun side because I went with Michigan State fans. I have never wanted to like just melt into oblivion at a football game. I've never been so hot. I actually upgraded. We talked about home field advantage yes. this week. Eh, there's not much. No, there's a home field advantage in Miami in September when it's hotter than the surface of the sun on the visitor's sideline. Or a hurricane's hitting or about yeah. to hit. It, it is. It, it is. I was melting. And granted, when you're out there drinking and stuff all day, too, that doesn't help. I had maybe had like three or four drinks. I was not drunk. It was not anything like that. And I was just like, somebody just dump a bucket of water in my head. That's the only thing that's going to make me feel better. Uh, let's go. I want to go briefly back to Chiefs and Cincinnati this week with the Bengals. They get... 
blown out against Pittsburgh, the Bengals do. You're right, though. I'm, sitting, I'm thinking about the defensive coordinator for Cincinnati, Lou Anarumo, who has done great work defensively scheming against Mahomes, Bengals and Chiefs. This is like the fourth or fifth time they've faced each other in the last like two and a half years. So th- there is that aspect where uh, dumb idiot me would take KC and now I'm overthinking it, and I'm probably going Cincinnati based on what you're pointing out. Yeah, three straight home losses. Uh, Arrowhead. Everybody's like, oh, Arrowhead's such a crazy place to play. Well, it is until you've lost three games in a row there, and it's the weekend after Christmas. It's New Year's Eve. Do you really want to go there? And as you mentioned, the weather has not exactly been conducive in Kansas, Nebraska no, area. As no, they are averaging the Chiefs 22 points a game right now. That's crazy. At one Just point, crazy. At like three weeks ago, the Bears had more total points scored all season, which is also hard for me to believe. Brett McMurphy joins us when we return to kickoff hour number two. Florida State departing the ACC. Details next. <laughs> 